go back, 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 back. Welcome, welcome to The Hustle Sold Separately. We are a weekly podcast dedicated to all of you out there, the doers, creators, entrepreneurs, hustlers, uh, artists, musicians, painters, people just, you guys are all in your vibe, you're creatives, you're thinking outside the box, you're anti-status quo, you're in your lane, you're probably even labeled as a misfit or something like, you're crazy, why would you do it that way, uh, maybe you're misunderstood. Either way, we love you. I love you. I love you being here. Um, And all of our guests are the exact same. In some way or another, they will tell you, do your thing your way in your lane, whatever makes the most sense for you. And I purposely try to bring on guests that talk about what they're experiencing in real time, whether it's their first venture, their third, their 50th, whatever, wherever they're at in their journey. Because you guys know, I always say, I don't want to glorify, glamorize, and success. What is end success? Is there even an ending? And success is an arbitrary thing because it's different for every single person, right? I, what I want is that you're pursuing your truth and you are happy in pursuing your truth and it is welcomed. And uh, that is exactly what part of the mission is. So uh, we have a lot of new listeners. I appreciate all of you guys coming in. Um, it's incredible, by the way, our, at our growth. Um, for those of you that don't know, I'm Matt Gottesman. So thank you for being here. Uh, you can connect with me at Matt Gottesman on Instagram, uh, and that'll lead to other brands. You can connect uh, at HDF Magazine. There is where I say, you know, we have the conversation at the intersection of creativity, culture, and entrepreneurship, and, uh, and a bunch of other conversations, and of course, at Hustle Sold separately as well. And I've got another amazing episode. I'm stoked to have this conversation because it hasn't happened yet and it needs to happen. And it's going to happen with my guest, Tanya Connie, who is the founder of Soulful Publicist out in Los Angeles. And she's got an incredible uh, client roster. And we'll get into it in a little bit. But we're going to be talking about bridging the gap between higher consciousness and mainstream media. What a year to be talking about this, right? So <laughs> I, I, I told Tanya that I always do this intro, you know, and I, I queue up the topic real quick, you know, but it, it's, it's such a perfectly, it's funny when you think about it in that context of 2020, but more so where we are heading to. It's long been starting to shift this, you know, this, the gap to hopefully become closer because people have had enough. We have had enough and people are so burnt out with media that it's gotten to a point of like, listen, I just need to have some real conversations or I've got to tune it off. And those that are still tuned in are finding a vast difference in their state of being from those of us that are tuned out from mainstream media. It is such a drastic split. You can see and feel and hear the difference that it's like two totally different worldwide communities. And I'd like to think that more people are jumping ship from the mainstream side and coming over into this other side and wanting to have more real, authentic, um, you know, uh, um, transparent conversations. <clears throat> so that's exactly what we're going to talk about today. <laughs> so perfect, perfect timing. And, you know, and she represents some amazing people who are having that. You guys know that that's part of my mission with the podcast. That's her part of her mission with getting that type of uh Uh, these type of conversations out there more. So there's a lot of people on the ground doing this work. 
It's just that, you know, compound effect. It's going to take a little bit of time, but we're all part of it and we're here doing it. And I'm grateful to have Tanya on. So real quick on her background, she's a mission-driven PR specialist representing some of the most enlightened and inspirational leaders of our time. She works with soul-centered leaders like Shaman Durak. You guys remember Shaman. He was on a little while back. And Larea Gaston also had her on. And that's actually how I really got to meet uh, Tanya. And, uh, and I loved her mission as well, too. So I was like, we got to have a conversation about this. And she's been helping them and others expand their message through mainstream media, right? Making it a little bit more normalized. And uh, definitely a disruptor in the PR world, of course, because doing that a little it is a definitely a different route um, and continues to challenge societal norms by creating a paradigm shift using mainstream media as the catalyst. So you got to really appreciate somebody that's taken the time to say, hey, have you thought about having these people in there to help shift the conversation? And they probably don't even know what ha- like hits them until all of a sudden they have them. And then they're like, oh, wow, why can't we have more of this? Well, she's also placed clients in media such as the New York Times, LA Times, Good Morning America, The Doctors, People Magazine, and more. So she definitely knows what she's doing. And she believes that with her blend of traditional PR approaches, higher consciousness, and divine timing, your story will be heard. More importantly, I think more peace will be made. (laughs) So, Tanya, thank you so much for being here. I really appreciate it. Oh, my God. Of course. I love I love that intro. Thank you. <laughs> Absolutely. That's exactly how I want you to feel, though, too. You know, I, it, and because, you know, you're you're behind so many uh, great brands doing great things. And um, but you have a story as well, too. And it needs to be celebrated because you've been doing a lot of work for some time, um, both uh, professionally and personally. And so I think it's it's always funny when you hear somebody else do your bio and you're on the other side now and you're like, oh, you know, a lot's been going on. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, so thank you for being here. And I told you before we started, like, first question is always the same. What were, you know, the series, uh, their, you know, events, a sequence of events, as you said, um, that led up to today and you having this, this uh, business with Soulful Publicist, and you can go as far back as you want. Yeah. I usually use my intuition to tell me like, okay, how far back should I go on this <laughs> one? Um, and I, I think the one that's coming up right now is uh, when I first got introduced to my first employer that mm. really cared about my development as a human. Mm. Are you familiar with Lululemon? Yes, of course. Of course. <laughs> Lululemon Athletica, shout out to them. <laughs> that is awesome. Yeah, they. it was the pinnacle moment of my life when I got introduced to a company that cared at that time more about the people that were working for their company than the actual product of the company. Mm. It was such an investment in our development, in our potential as humans and how we're developing our mind and our skills and our goals. And when I got introduced to them, I got introduced to them at 18. So I'm just coming out of high school. I, I did know what landmark education was for those who don't know. It's a, transformational training that really helps you look at your blind spots and uncovers the things that we don't know that we don't know about ourselves. And it's a really beautiful way to get a deeper look into who you've become and the masks that you've put on throughout your life. So I started with that. I started with Landmark. Thank you, mom. (laughs) Um, (laughs) That was uh, age 14. And Uh, The age is distinct in sharing because it really shows you kind of the the process that I've had from like a teen till now. Mind you, I still loved having my fun and I did things that teens do too. I did fun shenanigans. I wasn't all introspective work, but it was a big part of who I was. 
And by the time I reached college, you know, people kind of saw me as the reader, like the astrologer or the coach. Like that was so defining of who I was because every time I would get in conversations with people, I'd want to know deeper thoughts about their life. I wanted to know what made them tick. I wanted to have introspective conversations. And, you know, this is like my early 20s. So that's why they always looked at me as this life coach, because I I just took the tools from Lululemon and Landmark and other things that I'd done and showed up in that way. Um, so that was uh, that was kind of in college arena. And then I studied psychology. So to give you guys an idea, I had this vision that I was going to be a life coach, therapist. I really wanted to be the source of people's transformation. That was clear to me. Like, oh, I want to stand for people's greatness. And Landmark really helped me see that. And there was even a point where I thought I was going to be a leader of Landmark. Like even that was in my vision for my life. Uh, so I set out to be a therapist, um, and it wasn't until I got to New York, which now at this point I graduated college, I had a one-way ticket, and New York has a funny way of kicking <laughs> you out if you don't find what you're looking for. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Uh, thank you, New York City. <laughs> so I, I arrived there. Uh, kind of doing the same thing that I had, which was uh, working at Lululemon. And I knew that I wanted to find a network to plug into and build community. So naturally, I went to the Landmark Center in New York. And that was such a kicker because I was surrounded by CEOs of major companies, um, high-level executives, founders, actors, and it was like, it was no small game. You know, they came to play a big game in life. And here I am, like 23-year-old Tanya, and I was, I was so sensitive, you know, like I, every time I had a breakdown, like I would, I took things so personal. Like I was so, um, I was in such breakdown of when I didn't show up in my fullest or when I was out of integrity. All to say that the landmark in New York really trained me to start showing up more in my power, start mm. showing up in my voice and declare what I wanted. Uh, so then I ended up kind of hitting rock bottom in New York at one point because I let go of Lululemon. I let go of this idea that I'm going to grow within uh, the company and I wanted a nine to five career. Like I, I literally had a vision of me working in one of the buildings in Manhattan and I wanted to have a nine to five and that's what I was going for. And I didn't end up with any of that. So it just came down to me going to my mom and being like, I don't know what direction to go in. And I got on the phone with Joseph, the astrologer, and I just shared these notes. I swear I need to take a photo of these, but I just shared these notes of him verbatim saying that I need to get in media and I need to be representing people and I need to find a mentor in media. It's just, it's so canning to what he said till now. And this was, I guess, eight years ago or uh, seven years ago. And he said, you need to be representing people and your job has to be meaningful and purposeful. Mm -hmm. And he even steered me to see that I would be bored as a therapist 
and that I'd be really good at business and I need to go in that direction. I'm like, mm. wow. Okay. What That's a, interesting. Mm. Yeah. Um, never, uh, just so you know, I didn't have a thought about what PR, <laughs> media, entertainment is. Right. Like, how do you, how do you do that? Is that another schooling? Do I start taking like workshop classes? I was so I was so lost into where to start, but he kind of planted a seed in my brain. And then when I came back, when I moved back to LA, I went back to Lululemon. And again, I would I felt like I was playing this small complacent game. And then I did another transformational training called Mastery and Transformational Training. And when he, my coach posed the question of how much longer are you going to play small, mm. that was it. That was like, it dropped it right there for me. I got to see my life, how I've been playing and I quit Lululemon and I ended up finding an internship at uh, my former employer called Dunpellier Media who was responsible for turning Tony Horton into this infomercial guy to a national fitness icon. That was my former boss, Nicole Dunn. Mm. And she took, I have to say, she took a chance on me because I had no background in what she had put me up for and it was endorsements and sponsorships. And you guys, when I tell you endorsements and sponsorships, it's not an easy playing field if you have no experience in that, absolutely. Like cold calling, trying to enroll them in uh, these experts that you're working with to sponsor them or endorse them. And you're just getting a bunch of no's. It could be very defeating and discouraging, but I stuck it out. And I've said this before, but I, I kind of, I took on my internship more than an internship. Like I really showed up and I really wanted to get the ins and outs of what they were doing. I was so fascinated by this world of health and wellness PR. I didn't even know that was a thing. And um, I grew very quickly in the company. And I, she 100% she trained me and mentored me. And I was like her right-hand woman. And I got to meet so many amazing people. Like when I tell you health and wellness PR opened my world, I was just blown away by the fitness experts and the meditation studios. And I had my fair share of uh, spiritual teachers, thought leaders that came through our agency. It was a small boutique firm and I got to work with them. And I was so stoked that that was a new opening for me. And then it wasn't until, uh, I have to say this, 8-8, the Lionsgate, very distinctive <laughs> moment. In 2018, 8-8, I was working remotely for Nicole Dunn and it came to a point where she needed someone in the office. So it was my time to go. I had been there about three years and uh, the parting was very sad, but I got let go on eight, eight Lionsgate. And then all of a sudden these doors just opened up, not immediately where like, Oh, I got it. I, I you know, I'm setting on foot a social, social publicist. It was more of the opening of me seeing, that I can find my voice in what it is that I'm really passionate about, which is mysticism, higher consciousness, and next level spirituality. You know, I love meditation, but like next level, I wanted like high level power kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And uh, Shaman Durek was that tipping point for me because he's the one who helped me see that I am the soulful publicist. And once I get really clear, 
about my direction and what I'm intending on, I can carve out a really strong niche for myself. There's so much good in in the journey that you just. It, 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 I love when people. I love when people say all the different sequence of events because you can so easily connect the dots. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, and I and I, <laughs> so like it makes so much sense that you know, you were constantly going through all these transformational um, occurrences throughout your your process and um, throughout your journey and. Yeah, I can easily see how you ended up in business, even though the seed was planted so many years ago, um, it, because you and you yet you kept working for business savvy companies that were showing you their level of operation, you know, starting way back at Lululemon and all the way through Nicole Dunn. And so that was really interesting. And then, you know, I, I love when you were saying that, um, you know, you really took the opportunity on with Nicole. Um, you know, under, you were enthusiastic because you know what you're saying she took a chance on you. But uh, you know, the funny thing is, is that sometimes I wonder about that when I say when I when I hear that people took a chance, it's like because there's something universally divine in the timing, as well as like them seeing something that is that's it doesn't matter if like a qualification isn't normally there or something else is missing because it's kind of like there's something about you yeah it's probably happening at a universal level <laughs> and you know we don't even know at a very intuitive state that you had to be there and that she took you on and so of course you were going to thrive for a while there you know and and then i love the fact that you said that after you you know um when it was time to go when you were let go and that all these doors opened up I think that that's a hard concept for a lot of people to understand because of, you know, doors close and we think that's an end. And I think sometimes people miss like, you don't understand. Like the next level is like waiting for you. Like it's just that the doors are just, you're just not supposed to be there anymore. And there's one of two ways out. Either you make the leap out or you're going to be pulled out of it <laughs> and put right smack into the next level. You're, you're actually put into the next level more often than not. And, so I thought that was incredible when you talked about that. And then I thought it was also great when you mentioned about, you know, mysticism and next level spirituality and this higher power, because I, I, you're right. I think there's, there's the greatness in the health and wellness community of, of meditation and whatnot, but there's this newer emergence of your focus that's happening. I'm around quite a few of those people and what they're able to do and how they're able to help people is phenomenal like what's happening and you're seeing a lot more people you know tap into a whole other you know uh, side of themselves internally and universally like to a much higher power and i i think it's just very it's still very early on and i think people are flocking to that faster than ever so well perfect timing on your part or divine timing on your part i guess i should say yeah you know, you know, so I'm just, just, just patting you on the back on that one, but you know, yeah. <laughs> so. no, the thing that I, I definitely don't want to miss because it was just tapping on my head is that I was looking somewhat for a mentor. Mm. Like I, I knew yes. that I wanted to help someone and at the same time have some type of mentorship or training to enhance my gifts and skills because I saw that's where I was headed. You know, and I opened myself up with Emily Fletcher's Ziva meditation. Now I can transcend easily. Then I opened myself up with Deborah King's Be a Modern Master. And now my psyche gifts are opening up. And by the time I reached my um, moment with Shaman Durek, it was so clear to me that I was gonna be the one to help him 
And at the same time, I saw how gifted he was. And I'm thinking to myself, this is the type of person that is really going to help me open up my gifts so I can serve the world. Yeah, I, I like that you expanded on that because it's true when we are clear um, for ourselves and we take a next step, then we are met with its counterpart, you know? And yeah. so that was really, that was really something. And and now here we are in the um, <laughs> current state of affairs. Uh, what year is it? What was that? What year is it? Oh, it's 2020. Yeah, right. right. You know, <laughs> and it's... uh. You know, there's a lot going on. There's uh well, so you taking this approach of I want to represent these uh, individuals that are having these level of conversations, and um, and this is their focuses on um, what they're doing within the you know spiritual community at large, um, is very well timed, if you will. <laughs> um, yep. Although, but I, I don't want, I, of course, I don't want to paint a picture to everybody like it's so easy. You know, press and PR is a job. That is a job. And then on top of that, you're taking on a very important subject that is becoming a, a little bit more, um, uh, th like more, well, at large, the general people are flocking to these types of subjects. But media sometimes they're a little bit slower <laughs> to change. I would think. I would. I'm curious at like what's been your um, your experience so far in bringing these people to mainstream media. How has mainstream media been? Like, what are you noticing with the changes? I know I'm asking like a million questions at once, but I can only imagine like I can only imagine the process of um, who started letting in first and how these conversations were were worked in. Um, because again, sometimes I think mainstream media, they're not early adopters. They're kind of like sometimes the last to change in a lot of ways because it's the people around that are, you know, everyday people that are changing. So, yeah, no, these are great questions. And we are obviously in a very different time than when I started this PR game. And I reflect for myself too, with the players that kind of started with us when I first started pitching or introducing these ancient shaman and shaman uh concepts mm. or you know alternative methods and the people that i have come across i have to say not all of them are quote unquote believers or even practicers of this uh type of modality or these the, yeah this type of ancient healings they're not all believers there's a bit of curiosity at the time that I come to them or they come to me. Sometimes they seek us out because they hear the hype of what I think is if you hear celebrities are turning to more shamans or intuitives or they're going through these goddess circles and now there's this salacious, trendy thing attached to it, they start seeking out the person that they keep hearing of. So if they're hearing like Shaman Derek is popping up here and there, they're like, what's going on? They want to know and they want to kind of get in and figure out for themselves what this world is all about. I mean, I literally had a journalist from the New York Times who was interested in the rise of shamanism. Mm. And I was so surprised to hear that, honestly, because if you think about it, it's the New York Times. 
Right. The things that we're hearing from the New York Times are not how to up level our frequency. It almost catches you off guard. Like, this is the New York Times, right? Like, you wanted to hear it? Like, yeah, 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 of course. Uh, (laughs) That's interesting. That was, and in my mind, so, you know, we each have parts to how our brain works. And in my mind, there was part of me that's like, there's no way this is in the New York Times. Is this a, is this a trick? Are they really interested in the rise of shamanism? What's going on here? And then there's the other part of me that loves disrupting mm. and breaking through these walls and these norms that people are, are thinking that something has to be trending or something. Right has to be approved before it can enter the the media matrix of like the New York Times or the Los Angeles Times. But that's not true. So when I looked at that, the rise of shamanism, I said, of course she's coming to us because we are at a time where trust in leaders, political leaders, medical leaders, these types of public figures we're kind of losing faith in Mm. and so naturally they too are going to kind of scope out the landscape and look at wow there seems to be a lot of people turning to intuitives and mystics and shamans why is there an uptick why are people why is this person's phone ringing off the hook let me investigate this now that's the kind of people i want to work with i don't necessarily think i have to connect with the quote unquote, woke, conscious, Mm -hmm. higher conscious um, media people. I actually want the people that have this, um, this curiosity brewing or skepticism, and they're in their investigative mode, but also open to the possibility. Those are the types of people we should be speaking to not the ones that already have the information, the ones that need the information to push through the the funnel of, hey, you know, I'm still a little wonky about this, but I am investigating, I'm meeting with the person and I'm I'm exploring it for myself. Those I can respect those types of people. I really can. You know, I think it's very not I think I know it's very important that the curious and the skeptics are approaching because obviously they're they're still maneuvering within the the content and the context and trying to understand. Whereas if we're only dealing with everybody that with the people that are already there, it doesn't help push the needle forward or move the needle right, push things forward. Right. And um, I I've always I found it interesting. I've I've seen a couple of interviews where um, with major media outlets like that where they want that story and, and I've seen everything from a, like a, a Gary V just being higher conscious about, you know, talking things on, on a different, uh, perspective to spiritual leaders talking in a certain way. And it's, sometimes it's interesting to see the news anchor or the person's like, look, it's like they're, I think they got more than they bargained for because they're, they're actually trying, they want to understand more, but at the same time, it's like, Huh? Because they've been living in kind of a different mode of operation, especially within media. And here you're coming in with very disruptive, like thought patterns, if you will, or ways of looking at things. And so it's I've always found it interesting to watch some of the news anchors while they're asking, because there's that kind of like you can either see the light bulb going on or the confusion of like, 
you're disrupting everything I've previously known. <laughs> wow. Oh my God. That's so true. I just thought right? of the recent, the recent segment we did with Good Morning America. Right. Oh, that couldn't be further, like right? that couldn't be closer to the truth because she was very new to the process of, um, it's called soul talk. Mm. And when Shaman Durek leads people through a practice or an exercise, you want the person to say it out loud as he's saying it, but she actually didn't want to say it out loud. And she even said on the segment, she's like, I was too embarrassed to do it. So I'm going to do it at home. You know, I know you're supposed to say it out loud, but she was like, she was muttering the words to herself and she <laughs> couldn't say it out loud. And I'm yeah. thinking, wow, she's, she's so unwilling to show that mm -hmm. she's having a conversation with her soul and I'm thinking, wow, this is amazing. We get to break through that. <laughs> right, right. You know, and, and, and yeah, because, you know, uh, media normally doesn't talk that way, right? Or, um, you know, uh, what they were previously looking for stories and previously riled people up and then they got their sponsors and they got this and they got that. You know, it's just, it's, it's, which is part of why media in general today is is having such a hard time well hard time to the rest of the world to all of us to the people who are in media they're like there's nothing wrong you're like there's everything wrong with what you guys are doing you know and and i think i would like i mean and you know because like like also because of podcasting right because now it's part of media is also like hey guess what um, a lot more of us can own our own media so that i think helps disrupt a little bit of the process um, because we can all curate audiences differently, um, yeah. right? And so yeah, mainstream media kind of has to conform a little bit to now to the, these new standards, right? Yeah, there's actually three forms of media as a publicist that we present when we're working with a client or you know we're just sharing this information. There's owned, earned, and paid. Mm -hmm. And owned is your your media platforms you can do whatever you want you can choose how you want to present it put content up and then earned is the exchange you know you work with a journalist or a reporter you give them a story and then they put you on and then paid that's usually if you really want to get those articles you can i mean you you pay for um, an article mention or profile. And there, that's why not all articles are legit because you can literally pay $500 to $1,000 and get an article in Forbes. It's mm -hmm. not always earned. Sometimes it's paid and you just never know. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I'm glad you brought that up um, because that's the other thing I think sometimes that um, in this social media driven world, um, a lot of people, you know, they when and they're comparing, oh, so and so did this and they did that. I'm like, yeah, no, but, you know, there's a chance that they paid for it, <laughs> you know. So, it, again, it, there's that whole there's that side of the media, too, that, um, yeah, you know, it's a. Uh, you know, <laughs> I don't know how far I want to go with that, you know, but um, but yes, and, I, and I'm glad that you bring up like these are the, the different routes that people can take, um, you yeah. know, um, so. Are you seeing that, okay, there's a breakthrough with mainstream media of, okay, we can have more enlightened conversations. Like, let's let's start having a few more of those. And so that's, I guess, question one. And then question two is, or do you still kind of have to, like, um, 
angle it enough to be like, look, I just need to get in there and then Shaman or Larea or anybody else is going to do their thing. But I just, right. I need just enough to like, like meaning mainstream media is approaching you and saying, oh, we want to do a piece on this. You're like, I got you covered. But they don't realize that you're actually going to really wow the audience with even more into that because the thing that they're looking for is probably still very surface level and you're trying to bring it, you know, do you get in kind of through that angle and then you can allow the, the expansion of, of the content to really take, take shape. That's such a, that's such a powerful question because that, that is sometimes how it goes. They come in with a very basic, you know, like, Oh, can he lead a meditation? And I'm thinking in my head, that's not, that's not what he does. Like he's not right, a shaman exactly. that just sits there and leads people in meditation. <laughs> exactly. Like, your powers. Let's talk about that. <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, working, I just have to say working with Shaman Durek is the best thing ever because he can take the most ancient complex concepts and simplify it that a person that is just learning how to meditate can understand what he's saying. Yep. Exactly. That makes a huge difference in working with specific clients. Um, I don't believe everybody has that gift, but that is something to note. If some people are wondering why they're not having a breakthrough in landing certain things, you got to simplify it. So when it comes to his, um, his ancestral healings and the lingo that we use, there is a way to curate it so that these producers and anchors that have never heard or experienced shamanism uh, feel safe with it, but at the same time, like we're pushing the pushing the edges. I I want spirit hacking to be known as something mainstream, and sure. same with Shaman Durek. He knows that shamanism can absolutely become mainstream. It doesn't have to be this like tiptoe conversation, and that's why I get really like I get so excited when we have these breakthrough moments so like the new york times and the los angeles times i mean the los angeles times to put spirit hacking in there and talk about how shamanism is red hot right now i mean just look at listen to the headline shamanism red hot right now right it's mm -hmm. trendy it's salacious but it's still talking about shamanism mm -hmm. <laughs> so if we have to play some of the game of the matrix to make it appealing, but at the same time, offer these concepts that may be a bit foreign, then be it. Because we do, we put spirit hacking on the doctors, which is a national show on CBS, where they're always testing innovative medical concepts, bringing on experts, sharing amazing transformational human interest stories. I mean, there's just a round table of doctors. And next thing you know it, you see Shaman Dirk on there teaching them how to spirit hack. Mm. And that's when my mind was blown. And I'm like, is this happening right now? Is he really speaking about how to spirit hack on TV? And, you know, he's dressed really professionally and you have the different doctor hosts, open-minded, but also questioning how does this work? And what is this? What do you mean hacking your brain space technology? But that's the thing. If we don't continue to have these conversations and, continue to you know push edges a bit then we will never normalize this and that's why that's why it's important right now to continue to push this so well put and you know think about the impact that that had with the doctors because 
your media at that point, and the medical community. And what do we know about the spiritual side and shamanism and, and healers and what's happening, and even with metaphysics and all these other alternatives, these are the conversations that have to be happening more. So the fact that you're putting that onto some national media coverage and within the medical community of like, wait a minute, you mean everything that the doctors were doing before? And nothing wrong with the medical community in terms of like going that route. Just I'm just I'm just putting that out there for everybody. I, I, now I'm not a proponent of how the system is set up. If if you want my take, if we're, if we're if we're removing from the doctor part to the system, I don't think that the medical system. And I, I had to go through it with the loss of my father last year. So watching somebody being poked and prod until his death. Yeah. When they didn't start off that way, you know, it you get a little bit of a firsthand understanding. Um, so I think what, what how powerful, uh, and by no means am I am I also saying that you know this alternative is the only alternative to 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 these things. But it's nice to start having these conversations of like, hey, everything we've been taught, you realize that there is maybe more than one way to do something. In fact, there's a lot of really great new, less invasive, more spiritual ways to um heal yourself <laughs> you know yeah. and your body and your and your environment and your world around you than what we've been told which is either to get poked and prodded or to take a pill so i mean that was huge for you to get you know that because you're doing both at that point media and the medical community so what a win on well, what a win for all of us <laughs> it's so great i mean to to watch their to watch their experience of him not only on stage but also in the back where they're recording it the feedback was amazing mm. like they've never seen anyone like him again it, there's also the person who's delivering the information it's not just the information itself but because he's so charismatic and relatable right. and again simplifies and is not throwing a bunch of things over your head where you can't understand it even if you're just hearing the word spiritual for the first time i i like that you brought that up too about shaman Durek. um and that's uh, i've noticed the importance of simplifying to normalize um, that has been a huge factor in my world and how I, cause like when I talk to people, <laughs> come on, when I talk to people like, yeah, I talk to my dad every day and like, isn't he passed away? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> you know? Or I talk about, um, you know, some things learned in healing sessions or just in the metaphysical world or, or the spiritual world and channeling and all these things when we can really simplify the process down. So a, we're either not talking from a very high science vibe or a high woo, -woo like, you know, and, and we're just talking from like a more like, Hey, it, it, it is a natural thing that we do have the capabilities to do. If we, if we look further into it, then when the normalization of that happens, especially in your case through media, yeah. now we're really impacting at, at scale. And I think that that's so um, important for where we're heading, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I really want people to wake up. I mean, I, I say, Oh, everyone's on their journey, but I, I really mean it when I say people really get to be okay with the idea that we can speak to spirits and you can connect to your ancestors anytime. Like we're, we're just so beyond that, that everything that's pointed us to this point is if all else is failing, what is there to lean on? 
And that's why it's so important to lean on your introspective work and also your connection to the spirit world, because whatever's happening, and this is coming from uh, someone I work closely with, he's my medium. He said, whatever is happening in the spirit world is reflecting in the physical world. So mm -hmm. if you want to understand what's happening on this plane, get to know your spirit world, because that will give you so much insight and so much clarity that your head's not just like popping off every time something drastic happens on this plane. Right. You know, and what a what a great point too about um there haven't been there has been, but there haven't been um enough there's been lots of great alternatives with the stuff that we're in embedded in, but the vast majority when you were talking about waking up and kind of this idea of like that ability to start moving towards what are the alternatives? I feel like we're finally at a point where people are now having no choice but to look for the alternatives, <laughs> right? I, right. It's like the universe is like, oh, you're not going to accept this as your reality? Okay, well, we're going to make it so that it's impossible not to. <laughs> right? I mean, and and that's and I think that's sort of the beauty in what's happening with mainstream media is that it's gotten such to a point. I mean, I sometimes read these headlines and I'm like, and I have to look at people reading them just to be like, yeah. There is no way. There is no way that you like that's acceptable or even, you know, I, I what? You know, and so I'd like to think that the there's a small implosion happening or a big implosion. I'm just trying to maybe downplay it a little bit, but like so <laughs> I feel like people are finally coming to that okay, like there's got to be an alternative. There has to be alternatives. Yeah. Um, and so in a weird way, mainstream media, ironically, I think is helping people move towards this, uh, move away from them and more towards like, okay, let's find, um, let's find these alternatives and start tapping into all of that, which leads me to my question of like where we really think media is going to be. Um, I think it's going to be a little ways transformation, as you know, it takes time. Yeah. Um, a, like sometimes it can take a lot of time. So I, I, I don't want people to feel like we're going to go into 2021 and everything is solved No. because you and I know, especially from our work, it takes a few years, but I would like to think within four to five, it's going to be a really beautiful new paradigm that we're going to be in. Um, <laughs> but I realize that that's a, that is a few few years away. What are your thoughts about where you think media will head, especially as it continues to evolve the way it is with, you know, with podcasting and with Sean and with the hustle and separate with all these different outlets now that we have access to? Where do you think it's going to be heading? Yeah, media as we know it is shifting, and it's blatantly being proven to us by shows being canceled, um, shows being reformatted shows being investigated you know the ellen show for example if you're if you're not playing up to par with your integrity and your high level consciousness it's going to be disrupted and these systems are meant to be dismantled uh so that's why you know ellen kind of went through a rough patch and she came back and now what i see is they're just going to have to perform at a much higher place because the new world, the new space for, <clears throat> excuse me, media and information and content will not 
allow anything less than higher vibration in integrity and authenticity and truth telling because if there is any of that missing it will come out we are in an era of lifting the veil i think that we can literally call 2020 lifting the veil mm. i think it's an amazing thing yep thank you spirit guides <laughs> yep. lifting the veil i'm sure people have said it before too but it, it just it's coming through very strongly right now and when i see uh, magazines go away and shows being canceled there's a yes there's a reformatting happening there's a new framework being built and it's going to put in position the leaders and the publications that are in alignment with where we're headed for our ascension and where um where yeah where our truth lies mm. well but yeah you know i uh I think media is just gonna. Um, it's gonna. It, it has no choice but to evolve. You know what? What is the um, uh, adapt or die? <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like kind of the expression, like you know, evolve or die. Like you know, it's always evolve been that. Evolve or die. Bye bye. Right. I mean, it's. I, I'm not necessarily about people, but it's always been about that. Like with within industry, within business, within tech. You know, because I've been in tech for my whole life and digital, and yeah. so like they always say, like you know, within businesses, like if you don't adapt and evolve, like you, you you're gonna be left behind and and eventually extinct um so yeah i i think it's such a um such an interesting time for media to uh to expand on these types of conversations and uh so it's it's you know it, it's it's interesting now i mean are you are you noticing with um are you noticing the change from the moment a person wants to interview uh and you know Maybe they're thinking it's going to be about meditation and shaman's going to go on and, you know, and all this other stuff. But obviously, it's going to be way more than that. Do you notice a really cool shift amongst them as well, too? Like, huh? Like, where they say afterwards, they're like, this felt really good. <laughs> you know, because they're not normally used to conversations like that. Or or just yeah. that they're realizing, wow, there's so much more going on that I wish I knew about. Um, and they, they naturally feel good after the conversations and after this form of media just took shape of creation. Yeah, I'd say, I'd say the moment I get them, that's, that's actually the key is for me to get the producer. If I think about TV, the producer on a phone call with Shaman Derek, mm -hmm. because they'll learn more about themselves in 10 minutes than the closest people in their life know them. You yeah. know, it's, yeah. it's like a deep dive. You get to have the experience of being in his presence and you get to have the experience of knowing yourself a little bit more. And even again, if you haven't had experience with this type of reading or insight, it's alarming and also mind blowing at the same time. And they come back to me and they, I've gotten two things from people. One is they'll go to Shaman Durek and they'll say, I love Tanya's energy. I knew it was a yes as soon as she got on the phone. So we do work hand in hand. And that's what I pride us in is that we work extremely well together. Mm. And so when I hear them, wow, great. And this woman goes, I knew it was a yes from the moment I spoke to Tanya. And then when I get him on the phone, they call me. And they go, wow, that was the most amazing thing I've ever experienced. I love him. 
I mean, I've had producers being like, what more can we do with it? Like they see the vision. I'm telling you, they see the vision of the world is crumbling or the world is in despair. How can we bring this and expand it so we can uplift and rise people? So I know that there's producers out there that are thinking bigger. And I know it takes people like me and Shaman Durek and the team to start invoking those thoughts. And when they, when they say things like that, I'm thinking, okay, they're ready. They're ready for something bigger. They're ready for a bigger, more transformational conversation, not like a makeover, not a weight loss, not, uh, you know, uh, model fit. Like, I don't know. I'm just like pulling things out of my butt, but things that are going to alter the human consciousness alter our human ways so that we're not operating in the same mundane matrix monkey mindset <laughs> right they want they they, they, they got a taste of source and they want to go that they want to go that level <laughs> you know you know yes. they, oh they, my God, they well, did. i mean i love i love how you said it because it's true they're so used to like oh another uh, makeover for this and no oh, another you know uh, I'm, uh, nothing wrong with those things it's just that when you're doing the same kind of content that's like yeah, but have we ever questioned why people are doing makeovers or why they're getting more into health and, and wellness or why um, they they did this with their business or why they're doing these things? Hopefully from a deeper internal work that they're doing. Can we have those conversations about how those look and about how, what kind of work goes into that and like how do we heal internally? And, you know, what, um, why were we even chasing the things that we were chasing before in the first place to now that we're chasing more of our, our purpose and how we're actually loving ourselves more? Can we have, can we have conversations about how that even begins to exist? I mean, and the irony of my, in my, my whole thing, when we were talking about like, you know, where media is heading, I look at it as like, could you, doing the right thing is actually so much more beneficial, profitable, and impactful. And I always laugh at like the negative, whether it's pharma, you know, and, and bashing on, on, I know I'm going on terror, but like on cannabis and I'm like, yeah, you know, you could get into preventative medicine and still do really well and take care of people or like media and like, yeah, you could actually talk about real shit that people want to hear that actually helps them and heals them. I'm pretty sure they're going to tune in some more <laughs> if you like actually give people, you know, if you actually, I, I, I find it so interesting when paradigms, especially corporate entities, are, they, they're actually the ones in scarcity and fear mode, fight or flight mode, because they instilled a certain systematic presence into society where i'm like you know y'all can do actually like a lot better like even more profitable like what do you mean like if we do good like we'll make more money and you're like yeah i mean that shouldn't be the only reason you do good but i'm just saying like you realize actually taking care of people and having real conversations and doing the right things would yield you probably more profit as well as retention for employees as well same way you felt at lululemon oh wow i was taking care of somebody was actually putting me first yeah they were taking care of you and nurturing you and making sure like it's a good environment and 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 uh being mindful of its people so of of course it's gonna have impact of course they're doing as they're killing it i mean right now so i i just i sometimes just i don't understand these paradigms that like Huh, that felt really good. Like, yeah. And we got really good ratings from that. Like, yeah, you did. Like, 
interesting. Can we do it again? I'm like, for the ratings or just because you feel good? <laughs> you <know>? Yeah. Te- <laughs> television can be really toxic. Right? I, yeah. Like when you think about reality or you think about these um, uh, like Dr. Phil type of shows where people are just like bashing each other, you know, and I, I get it. I get that that type of thing sells too. But we are going to have to transform yes. the context of what we're putting out there. I mean, it's it's a it's time. You know, people are are looking for answers. People are looking for ways to not only heal but to stay in their power. You know, how can we give the tools and how can we put people in a position of power and sovereignty so that they don't have to turn to so many things and resources and books and CDs, you know, it, there should be some sovereignty also given to the people. And I think that is truly what's missing mm. right now. So well put. Boom. Boom. My <laughs> Boom. <job>. Boom. <laughs> Boom. Uh, what do you, so what's coming up? What do you have coming up like in general? And I mean, I feel like you've always got some really cool stuff going on. Yeah, that's a, that's a good question. I, um, there's a couple of things. I obviously love sharing my work and it feels like, it feels like my craft and my art doesn't feel like a job, doesn't feel like a career. It truly feels like my soul's art craft. And, um, Mm, I like that. Yeah. My, my, my sorcery gift. And what I see for me as the soulful publicist and Tanya I definitely, I definitely want to bring more of my entertainment gifts and my shamanic gifts through uh, podcasts. Mm-hmm. So I do see myself starting a podcast. I've been asked a lot if I was going to make more videos. I've been so on and off with creating content on my Instagram. I don't know if people will notice, but. I like either I'm all in and sharing, 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 or I'm just like completely off and I'm, uh, I'm stuck, stagnant, and I, I just don't have the energy to post, which is interesting because I guess those are the ebbs and flows of life. Right. But I would love to share more uh, thought content as an expert and also as like an entertainer. And I also see myself expanding my ancestral gifts because i have been training to my train my voice is my medicine and then i also can do a lot of different healing modalities with toning that i've learned through some of the training i've done with shaman during so that's been really fun is my medicine that i've been able to share with people mm. so good so we're and so for the i mean uh, uh, several of my following follow you, but for those that don't know, where would they find you online if they wanted to, you know, follow your content and some of the things you got coming up and, or just reach out? My, everything that I house is in my Instagram. Perfect. And that is at soulful underscore publicist. I believe that you know, for as long as Instagram is around, that is going to be my website portal. I work mainly off of referrals, but if there are people that have questions and want a little bit more guidance or insight into what they're dealing with, I'm always happy to answer questions through DMs. That's awesome. Yeah, I 
And I love that about DMs and just um, making us um, available for the ones that approach, hopefully appropriately. <laughs> but I mean, yeah. I always tell every, I always tell everybody that listens to, I'm like, listen, like these guests are, they're here for you too. Like they're brands, you know, that are, they're people, they're building on their purpose, you know, reach out to them. That's what they're here for. Of course. And I always tell people though, I'm like, but you know, just, be mindful. They're busy. Be 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 appropriate. All that stuff. But at the end of the day, we're all here wanting to like create more impact. We want to help, um, right. you know. And that's that's part of uh, you know servant leadership in a lot of ways, right? So it's right. it's, it's so we're we're accessible, but we're boundary driven as well <laughs> too, you know. Yeah. But but we're here we're here to help. And I and I and I love everything that you're doing. And I I think that it's um it is not a small job. It is a huge, huge responsibility um, taking very gifted, higher conscious, higher level playing people and inserting them into a media paradigm that has a ways to go. I mean, you are literally disrupting mainstream media. I don't even know if they fully know that. It's <laughs> the best part. <laughs> you guys know that. You know? <laughs> the best part is that since they're not really paying attention to us over here on the podcast, yeah. you know, it doesn't even matter. Yeah. With millions of downloads, they're still not paying attention over here. So I'm like, cool, y'all just keep doing what you want over there. Don't Do even pay attention to us. We're just chilling over here. It's cool, you know. <laughs> so... But I, I think it's I, I it's not only commendable, but I think it's really cool because um, it's going to help transform where we're heading. And so there's a lot of responsibility in there. So I, I just you know wanted to give you that personal thanks and that um, you know level of uh, just um, gratitude for the work that you're doing because it's not. Um, I, I, for anybody, you know, listening, like, it's not always easy, you know, media is media when you're like, oh yeah, we need a story, you know, and media is always looking for content, but yours is very purpose driven content uh, of a higher magnitude that requires a lot of, um, openness or like you said, playing a little bit with the matrix and be like, oh yeah, of course we'll do this. And then like, just totally sidetrack <laughs> when you're in there, <laughs> like go for it, shaman, just go on a tear. It's all good. They'll, well, if they want to edit it out later, they'll edit it out later. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So I, I really appreciate all that you're doing. Thank you. So thank you so much for coming on the show. I, I can't even believe it's been an hour. We're actually about to go over an hour. Can you believe it? it wow. <laughs> I know. Oh Fire, such I, fire! I know it always goes that way, and I and I, I'm always so thankful to uh, the community. <laughs> they listen; they'll go over an hour and listen the whole thing, and I I always yeah. thank them because it's just, um, yeah. But I mean, an hour flies by, especially when you're you know having like very soulful conversations. So thank yeah. you, thank you so much. So everybody, if they wanted to reach out to you, it, the first the first place is just the first main place and only place at this point really is just go to Instagram soulful underscore publicist. And from there, they can get to any other of your, you know, your necessary yeah. information, right? You, you can learn all the stuff on all my Instagram. And I share valuable information aside from what I do. I'm really connected to numerologists, astrologists, all kinds of people shouting out all my girls because I have some gifted and tapped in friends. So... Yeah. Yes, you can count on me. To you do, and you tack you tackle a lot of different, you know, subject matter too. So uh, yeah, on your, I on do. Your, so. I am I am passionate about ending um, sex trafficking, mm -hmm. and I love what Tim Ballard is doing. Yes, yes. And shout out to Chef Serena Poon for having him on. That was such a powerful conversation. 
And I'm also really passionate about pointing things out in the media on both sides. You know, there's the trust that I have developed and there's a distrust and it's important to note both. Mm. So well put. And yeah, you know, um, yeah, shout out to, to Tim Ballard for all the work he's doing. I just, I've really come to learn more about his work this year and I just, wow. You know, and shout out to, to Chef Serena Boone. She's been, she was a guest a couple years back. Uh, see, we're all connected, people. You got to understand, we're all we're all playing on this really cool side. You all want to join us if you haven't. <laughs> but I feel like I feel like everybody listening to this podcast does, anyways. They're like, Matt, we've been we've yeah. been riding with you since day one. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> oh my god! So. No, thank you for having me on, and thank you for just being so open and willing to have these types of conversations because it's people like you that also push. Uh, certain narratives through and you are just as much of a conduit as I am like you have a very very distinct role in this my friend thank you I'm I'm grateful to be doing it and uh, I, it was the same mission you know um, since the beginning it is today and it keeps expanding and it's just like you it's these conversations these types of topics and narratives have to be uh, openly talked about um, because they're not uh, as much because of mainstream media, you know, and, and you hear the, you hear the intro, you know, it's like, we're, we're all anti-matrix, anti-status quo. You're like, you know what? You're not talking about that over here. So we're going to talk about it over here, you know? Okay. So um, thank you again. Yeah. Thank you again so much for being on the show and uh, sit tight. We'll, we'll connect here in a second offline, but just again, thank you for being on. And oh, and one other thing too, I was going to say is that it's a journey driven podcast. So I always say this to all my guests, you're welcome back on, you know, in the future, uh, we can, we can talk about some other topics, some other things that, you know, might, you know, to expand on or expand on this, of course, especially since <laughs> there's going to be a lot of changes in the coming years. Uh, yeah. But you're, I always welcome my guests back on because it's journey driven podcast, right? So there's gonna be a lot more to be had. I love that. Awesome. Thank you again, Tanya. For everybody listening, please be sure to go check out Tanya's page on Instagram at soulful underscore publicist. You can reach out to her there and you can see all of her information and then also just her journey as well. Um, again, I thank all of you guys for listening and for the ratings and the reviews. Um, you know, and I mentioned this now on a lot of the podcasts, if you haven't left a rating review on Apple, please do so. Apple does take that into consideration in expanding its discoverable reach for this podcast. And it means a lot to me. And most importantly, if you want to leave any feedback, you can DM me, you can, uh, you know, hit me up on at Matt Gottesman over on Insta. Uh, or at HDF Magazine or at Hustle Sold Separately. Uh, I appreciate each and every one of you uh, for my amazing guest, Tanya Connie, and for myself, Matt Gossman, and the Hustle Sold Separately. We are out.